Welcome to Rockstar Birth Radio. I'm your host Shalom, and this show is for mamas who are seeking a fabulous, positive birth experience. So let's step away from the scary and fearful view of birth and dive straight into the rich birthing wisdom and powerful birth stories that will inspire you to rock your birth your way. Tracy Donegan is an author, midwife and positive birth expert. She is the founder of Gentle Birth, an evidence-based birth and brain preparation program experienced through the Gentle Birth app and in live workshops around the world. Originally from Ireland, Tracy now lives in California with her husband, Philip, and two sons, Cooper and Jack. You can find more information for both expected parents and interested birth workers at gentlebirth.com. And the Gentle Birth app is available to download from the App Store and Google Play. Tracy, welcome to the show. It is so fantastic to have you here. Delighted to be here. Beaming across from California today, it's just been thrilling for me to have insights from birth workers all over the world who are reaching women all over the world. And today we're going to be talking particularly about your fantastic gentle birth program and all of the facets that that comes with. What I would love to do is really kick off by diving deep straight away. So I've done a little bit of research into the gentle birth program and I understand that one of the key concepts within that is that concept of mindfulness and before our listeners start thinking okay here we go Shalom's about to get all woo on us again because I do have a tendency I must admit I really want to talk about the fact that we're not just talking about getting your meditation on today and being as zen as you can there's actually we're talking about real science-based research around mindfulness and the incredible impact that can have on your pregnancy and birth can you tell us a little bit more about that it's one of my favorite topics. Uh, so I, I think there is, I guess, a mindfulness has a bit of a what I call a PR problem. And there is tends to be this association that mindfulness is about, oh, you got to go sit on a mountaintop and empty your, your mind of all thoughts. And, you know, for somebody who has, you know, 50 tabs open in their brain at any one time, that was totally a non-runner for me. So I kind of, you know, got got uh, interested in mindfulness a long time ago, and kind of dipped in and out of. It. I had a great practice for a long time, and then I kind of eased off. and And as usual with with any kind of practice, uh, especially when it comes to stress reduction, you don't use it when you need it the most. <laughs> so, uh, but but let's look talk, talk a little bit about the science behind mindfulness. So, we're looking at. I talk about a lot about brain training as part of gentle birth. And so we have this incredible opportunity of nine months of, you know, this, this extra plasticity of the maternal brain. So your brain is changing in pregnancy and we can change it in ways that are positive or negative because it's changing anyway. So why not? put it to work for those nine months and, you know, reap the benefits throughout your pregnancy, course the birth itself, but, you know, even long after into parenting. So what we're seeing, I guess, at the moment in uh, one of the most recent studies I just uh, was reading this week was out of Harvard and it was looking at uh, a really short, what we call an intervention with expectant moms. And when they were taught like a half an hour worth of information about how to be more mindful so so forget about you know sitting for an hour or you know some some big chunk of time that even a half an hour intervention where they were you know asked to just you know observe 
the changes in their body, observe their thought processes, that the moms reported, you know, feeling much more confident about their birth, a little bit more, less stressed, and, uh, and changing that their whole perceptions about, you know, you know, challenging some of their own thought processes during pregnancy. Um, and then we see when it comes to, you know, for, for moms who are considering an unmedicated birth, then that we're, what we're looking at in recent research is that mindfulness you know, changes the way the thalamus works in the brain, which you know, is like kind of the air traffic controller in the brain. So, and it seems to block pain signals reaching the brain, which is fantastic. And, uh, and it was more effective than opioids. So these are little ways that we know we can tap into. It's really using your, your brain for the best birth possible while changing, you know, what, what we're seeing is, you know, even as little as like eight minutes of mindfulness and meditation a day has, you know, physically changes the structure of the brain. And it changes the structure of the brain in areas that are associated with positive mood, areas of the brain that are associated with executive functioning. And I know this, this comes up really often with other birth workers when, you know, you've taught a class and you've given all of these, this great information and evidence-based and, and, you know, mom goes in to meet with her OB and the two words come up, big baby, okay? So for most moms, that, that, those words are spoken and all of a sudden, what we, you know, the emotional part of the brain, the limbic part of the brain takes over and all executive function goes out the window. So that, that's that, oh, my birth plan went out the window because the limbic brain has taken over and you don't get to make rational decisions when you're in that emotional brain. So what mindfulness helps parents do is to recognize, okay, I'm having you know, this moment right now and I'm telling myself a story which is about how, oh, my baby's going to be so big and I won't be able to birth it and, and it gets them to, to pause and literally step back and observe how they're reacting to this, and then challenging it, which means it turns off that emotional part of the brain. And as soon as that's offline, then we've got that executive functioning is brought back online so that, you know, no matter what happens on the day or during pregnancy or after, you know, when, when you've got your, your baby at home, you have the capacity to turn off that emotional response or what I call the emotional attack dogs. You can turn them off and you get that executive functioning back on board so that, you get to take a breath and, and, and make those informed decisions for yourself. You know, we talk about, and I'm sure you're, you're familiar with the acronym BRAIN, you know, when, when moms are making these informed decisions. That, but the problem is, if you're in an emotional state or in a very stressed state, you don't have access to make those decisions and get that information. So I always say, you know, you've got to use your brain before you use brain, which is that acronym. So using, you know, mindfulness to help turn off that part of the brain that's those emotional attack dogs and getting that, that executive functioning back online. That's just incredible because when I think about how in pregnancy, how, how much information you're taking in as a pregnant woman that's coming both from the medical fraternity but then also from all your friends and families and strangers on the bus and how open and vulnerable you are to the messages that are coming in. Um, it's, it's like you're um, much more available, if you like, much more intuitive, much more able to soak all of that information in. And so being able to choose the type of information that you take in is so important. So 
I sometimes talk about putting yourself in a bubble and when you can, you know, people are coming in with their horror birth stories or their, my sister had a giant baby type stuff. You're able to go, hey, pause, hang on, I'm not, I'm choosing not to take that on. And you can either tell them that or you can just choose to deflect it yourself. But I didn't appreciate how uh, amazing our brains were in terms of being able to train them, not unlike if you like a muscle to be able to use that muscle every day and to get stronger and more able to flick to that state of going, Nope, hang on, that's not serving me. I'm going to not take that on and and to be able to almost reset if you like your position and alignment within yourself and go, you know, that sort of deep breath and go, okay, I'm back. Okay. Now how am I going to choose to respond to this? As opposed to, as you say, that kind of, ah, big baby, you know, it's never going to happen. How am I going to get it out? Yes. And I think just to put it in context for, uh, for moms that, that might be listening or birth workers that are listening about, you know, what, what kind of you know, commitment are we talking about for a, a, really, a really busy mom who has a lot going on and now we're asking her to start practicing mindfulness as well. So uh, one of the, kind of the, the conversations I often have with some of the moms that I work with is that um, who say, oh, you know, this is, a, you know, this is, you know, a lot of work and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I have time to fit it in. And my, my response is usually, you know, if you have five minutes to sit on YouTube and watch baby goats in cute sweaters, you absolutely have five minutes to practice a little bit of mindfulness. And it doesn't have to be this huge activity. What we're training moms to do is to use these tools it, with activities they're already doing. So when they get in the shower in the morning, uh, and, and for me, and I'm sure you know, a lot of your listeners will have the same experience where my shower is my planning time. So my head is already like way down the rest of the week, or it's replaying something that I wish I had done yesterday. Or So it's rarely in the present moment. So for your listeners, the next time you take a shower and you are, I want you to just pay attention to being in the shower. So that's what mindfulness is about, paying attention on purpose and without any judgment. So what happens is you pay attention to your senses. So you pay attention to the smell of your shampoo. Now, what I find is if I've got a new shampoo, I'm quite aware of that smell. But once you've used it a few times, you just don't even pay attention anymore. And if ever I have, you know, if my husband brings in, you know, coconut shampoo, it's like, oh, I haven't had coconut shampoo. And I'll think of, it it reminds me of the beach and, and it'll have me off in the supermarket thinking about I need to get coconut oil. And so, so we are, the mind wanders very quickly. That's our, our default. So that moment of mindfulness and that literally like bicep curl for the brain is when you notice, oh, I'm in the supermarket. I'm not in the shower anymore. So I'm just going to gently bring my attention back to the scent of the shampoo, um, the feel of the water. And it's, it's a continual. You go back and forth and you notice you've gone again and you bring it back. And that's the moment of mindfulness. And it's, and it's doing it non-judgmentally. So you're very kind to yourself. It's like, you know, as uh, Jack Cornfield talks about it as being like training a puppy. So you take the puppy and you, and you put the puppy down and you say, stay stay and of course the puppy wanders off and you will again just gently take the puppy and move the puppy back and the puppy will will toddle off again 
and you just move the puppy back. You don't slap the puppy or kick the puppy. Now that's going to defeat the purpose. So it's very gentle and very forgiving practice. Um, you know, as an Irish woman, we we love our tea, and so if I can, you know, I put the kettle on. I know it's going to take about four to five minutes to boil. So what I will do is instead of trying to fill that few minutes of emptying the dishwasher or you know check an email, I'll take that few minutes just to sit down and reconnect, just to notice my breath, you know, for a couple of moments, stay focused, get myself because it is focus training. And this is something we have to do long before birth. It's not for some moms are really good. They're already good at with focus. And but for most of us, the mind wanders, you know, half of the time. And most of the time, thoughts are repetitive and usually not positive. So it's a training of the brain. Um, but we can make it really easy and accessible for women when we just, you know, bring it into our daily lives. You know, when you're sitting at, you know, in, in the at a red light and you notice the feeling of the steering wheel in your hands. So when you're doing that, when you're, you're checking in with your body, again, which our, our current kind of generation doesn't connect in with their body very often, and you notice where the areas of your body feel tight or feel loose, and then, because when you're doing that, when your attention is on what, where are my feet right now, you're not in the future worrying about what's going to happen next week and you're not rehashing that you know argument you had with your partner yesterday so we're reducing that stress response significantly simple ways fantastic and the way you just mentioned then about training training every day like creating a practice or a habit it reminded me of something else that I've heard you say before which is where you were talking about the practice that sports athletes do and how you know they train every day to be in the physical state they're in if you like but they also have significant mindfulness training as well I'm sure for you know for Olympic athletes it's not just about being having their bodies in peak fitness because if the minute their mind was to wander or self-doubt was to creep in um hear a negative comment and take it on board they would absolutely lose it just like anybody else so is that something that you've seen working in the sports arena as well yeah and and um kind of part of the 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 gentle bird programs is you know we're looking at all of these different tools as part of our brain training so we've got you know the mindfulness we've hypnosis for birth and we, we know how, how amazing hypnosis for birth can be. And then, but the sports psychology aspect of it, I find brilliant for, for getting the birth partners, especially male birth partners on board. And so when they understand, look, we're going to talk about the techniques that the NBA use. We're going to talk about techniques that Tiger Woods use. Of course, you know, Tiger Woods in, in the news for all the wrong reasons lately. But what are professional these elite athletes, what are the strategies that they use for peak performance? Um, and, and birth is a, it's a, a, it's a peak experience. And it, it just makes sense that if we're going to train the body and, and nobody will argue with the fact that being physically fit and healthy and well in pregnancy goes a long way, you know, in, in helping you have the most positive birth possible, but that mental resilience and, and in some cases, mental toughness is uh, is really important, and, and that visualizing the experience and and seeing yourself, you know, because you know, what we're doing is we're as moms are visualizing this experience. It's not just about 
you know, thinking happy thoughts. And because I think there, there's a little bit of, you know, oh, if you just visualize it, it'll happen. And what we're doing is, you know, moms have been, again, our, our d- default is that uh, what we call it kind of considered worst case scenario. It's very easy for moms to be focused on, on what they don't want in the birth. And when you ask them, well, what do you want? You know, they're very well versed in the habit of what we don't want. I don't want the cesarean. I don't want the episiotomy. But then when we say, okay, so let's shift to the other side and let's talk about what, what would be an incredible experience for you as defined by you as a mom. So, you know, our philosophy is that a positive birth is defined by the parents, not their doula, not their midwife, not their OB, what it is for them. So when I ask them, and it's often they haven't even let themselves go there to to talk about what they would like, almost like they're going to jinx themselves. But as we get them to start rehearsing this experience and, you know, can you see yourself, you know, you know, other experience that you've had in your life where you found challenging or um, that you've used different strategies to help yourself reduce stress? And can you see you applying these on the day that you go into labor? And what we're actually doing is they are building these neural connections in the brain. So they already have them, that whole network of that real estate of the brain associated with negative birth and that traumatic birth is already well built out. And, and we've created that in, in our culture and, you know, and, and uh, social media. But then we need to start building out those neural pathways on the other side for positive birth. So that's why they've got it. It's, it's a daily practice. They've got to listen to their MP3s. They've got to start consciously being aware of their own self-talk. And, and then how the sports psychology comes into it is, again, it's part of it is focus training. Um, it is, you know, what, what motivates them for, for whatever kind of birth that they're planning. Um, what is their self-talk? And self-talk is so important. And I'm sure you recognize you know, as a woman that you know, we tend to be quite negative with our self-talk. And, and this plays, again, well into, the, into mindfulness. When you start to be aware of that internal narrator that you have 24-7, that, you know, I, I wrote a blog post there last year about, you know, the internal voice that, that you know, we all listen to. And maybe don't, we're not even consciously aware of it. That, uh, you know, for a long time, I thought my internal voice sounded a little like Jack Nicholson and Alan Rickman, you know, a very, you know, mean spirited voice. So I kicked them to the curb. And now Morgan Freeman is my new internal narrator. So much more relaxing, so much more supportive. And, and it just makes a difference when I, you know, sometimes, you know, Jack Nicholson will sneak in the back door as well. But I'm, I'm now more aware of it. And I can realize, oh, you know, I'm not being really good to myself right now when I'm when I'm thinking that thought and when I'm believing that thought. Uh, so, so with the sports psychology, you know, we're, we're, we're getting not just the moms, but the partners really engaged to understand how all of these strategies will help, you know, mom have the best experience possible and the partner to have the best experience as well. And for what I always say, you know, mom's job is to be in labor and, you know, dad's job is everything else. And part of that is facilitating internal focus and 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 external well sorry internal distractions and external distractions because as we know you know a hospital birth can be you know we've got strangers we've got an unfamiliar environment so not only is mom going to be dealing with some of the internal distractions of 
will I be able to do this? How long is this going to last? Um, and then we've got the external distractions of strangers and, and lighting and just the environment that the birth partners themselves see that this is an area that I have to facilitate to help my partner get in the zone and stay in that zone on the day. But the dads love it because they come along to the workshops and they're not really sure what to expect. And they're, they've probably heard some things about, you know, again, hippie birthing or something like this, or I think it's going to be, a, you know, woo woo. But uh, once we start talking to them about the brain science and again, about how they can train their brains and, and not just for, for birth, but for, you know, for you know, their, their businesses, their, their professional development. And when we start talking to, to them in terms of, you know, the sports psychology and, you know, we've got with this, especially with the Olympics coming up now, this is, uh, we're going to see a lot of that in, uh, in the media. And it just means that we can really connect with the dads in a way that you know, they, they don't feel like, because I always say, you know, for, for the longest time we have sidelined the partners in the birth experience and in I think we're getting better at really making you know talking to this couple as a team but we still have a long way to go I think but I think with the sports psychology it's just it's you know we get a light bulb moment and they're like yeah now I get it now I see why this is so important and then they they it's so funny to see them come in on the first day of the workshop and really kind of unsure and you can tell by their body language they're not maybe they weren't you know thrilled on giving up a whole weekend for uh, for childbirth ed and they bounce out of the class on the second day and how I know that yeah we have definitely you know really connected with them is they're they they're 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 looking for I guess they're wishing this the, the you know their guest date was sooner because now we've got this whole labor toolkit of psychological strategies. They've got the physical comfort measures. They understand how to navigate the system. And they're like, yeah, so let's do it. You know, now we want to. And, and the moms are like, well, I was totally there already because I, you know, they've already been using the program themselves. And, and part of the, the workshop experience is often not really so much for the moms, but it's to get the partners on the same page because mom's like, yeah. I'm listening to my MP3s. I am excited. I am ready to do this. But the partners are like, I'm really not sure really what I'm supposed to do on the day. So getting them on the same page and seeing them rock out the door on the next day is just, it's incredible. Their mindset has shifted so quickly, which is so interesting when we look at mindset as an intervention that you don't need six weeks of classes. A mindset intervention can happen in as short as 15 minutes. So... And that's, that's even before they come onto the Facebook group and they get all the extra support with our couple of thousand other uh, gentle birth parents as well. So it is exciting. I love it. It's amazing. And it's so true. I always think that ch private childbirth education is almost like it solidifies it from the, for the mum because she's already started turning her attention there and she's actually the one going through it, going to go through it. So she's she's got a vested interest, you know, she's ready to go. But the impact on the dads or the support partners is incredible because suddenly, as you say, they're given a toolkit. They go from from being, yeah, sure, I'll do it, but I've got no idea how. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this okay? To suddenly going, I know what to do. I've got these options. I know what to do here. I know what to do here. Like I'm ready. As you say, they're like out the door going, well, let, let's go. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fantastic. And so – we're bringing in then the the psychology, 
the mindfulness, your professional experience in the birth world. And that's all coming together into your gentle birth program. Can you tell us a little bit more then about gentle birth and, and in terms of its evolution and how pregnant women and birth workers in the world today can get involved and find out more? Yeah, so, I mean, I started way, way with about 11, 10, 11 years ago um, teaching another pure uh, hypnosis-based based program. And, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of hypnosis. I think it's an incredible tool. Um, but the, one of the, the little kind of unspoken terms about hypnosis is that it doesn't work for everybody. And I think what, what I was seeing was that moms felt like, well, if my birth was not three hours long and pain-free, that I did something wrong. And I think there, we have enough shame in the world for, you know, and guilt when it comes to, to mothering without having to put birth preparation as part of that. So what I wanted to do was uh, for those moms who, who, who actually didn't want to do hypnosis or they wanted more tools in their toolkit, I wanted to build out that toolkit. So that's where we started to add the mindfulness to it, um, the sports psychology and a little bit on cognitive behavioral therapy as well, which is simply a way of uh, encouraging parents to not believe everything they think and, and understand that thoughts are not facts and have the ability to reframe experiences for themselves. And when they find themselves you know, saying something like, oh, I'll be the one that'll be screaming for the epidural, that they have a chance to say, well, is that true? And to really drill down into that belief that they have. And, you know, are there other areas of your life that you've found really challenging, but you've been really successful? Or um, So it evolved really into this psychological toolkit um, and then sports psychology. But as well as that, we also wanted to still make, so, so it's, I guess the workshop itself is broken down to three areas. We've got the, the brain science, we've got the brain training, and then we've got the physiological comfort measures. So strategies for, you've got your brain stuff going on, now we've got our body stuff going on, and then we've got na navigating the system. Um, so it's been the last, I guess, about two years ago then, uh, I had been teaching gentle birth for, yeah, for 10 years now. And I've trained instructors. We've got a lot of instructors in Ireland. Now we've, we've, we've got a growing community around the world. Um, but what I was finding was, as I'm sure other birth workers are, are having this experience as well, with, um, with the millennial generation and how they are accessing childbirth ed and what they are demanding as clients, so as our customers. So what I was finding was they wanted shorter and shorter classes and, and trying to get couples to commit to you know a five-week series or six-week six series was getting harder and harder because they wanted and they still want they want this quick instant access information short classes and as a midwife and as a I, I'm also a, a donor birth doula trainer I you know if I could have them doing childbirth ed and pregnancy information from like the first pregnancy test through their pregnancy that's how I would do it but we have, we have to recognize that this is, this is what the, the consumer is demanding. So we, our workshops are usually taught over two days or over a full weekend. Um, but then two years ago, with, with, we were seeing that change in, in what these, the millennials were demanding um, and what they were requiring. And they are digital natives. They live online. They live on their phones. And it what what we were seeing more and more of was that the moms coming to our classes, 
they didn't want you know to be going home with you know eight CDs. They wanted instantly downloadable. They want to be able to contact a gentle breath instructor 24 hours a day with you know any question. So we came back here from from Ireland to the US to develop the gentle birth app. Um, as a tool to to provide that brain training for them in in the palm of their hands, literally. So we launched the app there about um, actually it was St Patrick's Day, very uh, <laughs> auspicious. So we launched it on, on St Patrick's Day, and what's what's interesting about the app is it is not just a an MP3 player that plays you know hypno tracks or, or mindfulness what it does is when a, when a mom downloads the app and it's free to download and they can take it for a test drive and tr- try out lots of the the uh, the sample program and and they'll get the first for the first chapter or two of the gentle birth guidebook um when mom enters her details her profile so she is um and so she's a VBAC mom that she enters her, you know, her guest date and she's a VBAC. Uh, so all of the content that is uh, what we consider to be her recommended daily training. And she can start right from that first pregnancy test. We actually have a preconception as well. But right from the, the first day she gets that positive pregnancy test, she can download and start with her, her brain training as such. Now, somebody who's joining the program at, you know, six weeks, their program is going to be quite light and it's fo- like five minutes of mindfulness, some affirmations for early pregnancy. Um, it's focused really on relaxation and, uh, and reducing anxiety in that, uh, that first trimester. But then for someone who would be joining the program at, let's say, you know, 26 weeks, their content will be very different. And someone who's 36 weeks and their content will be much more focused on uh, fear releasing um, and breathing techniques. So, and again, if a mom was, uh, she was having twins and let's say she was planning a vaginal birth with her twins. So up until the time when it, it, let's just say something came up where a vaginal birth was not going to be an option, that she would simply go back into her profile, change her profile to twin birth cesarean, and then all her content would change to preparing for a positive cesarean with her twins. So it's, it's, I, I mean, it, it is an incredible technology that we've developed. And I, I think, and, and the feedback that we're getting from parents is that it's, it's changing their lives. You know, it's making childbirth ed instantly accessible. And then what we see is in the moms who are using the app, again, it's they, their partners have access to the, to the program as well. But the moms still want to bring their partners again for that live experience. So even though, but, but the app then is, it just means that the program is available around the world 24-7 for, uh, for those parents. So it's, uh, but we're, we're delighted. And next month, we, uh, I think when, um, when this interview airs, we're, gonna, we're just about to have an update to the app and a lot more enhancements. And uh, so we're really excited. It's, uh, it's, it's a labor of love, I have to say. <laughs> Your digital baby. It is my digital baby. And, and you know, technology is a great thing. And I think we're finally finding a way to use technology to support women in pregnancy and birth and parenting. Because for me, it's, it's that, that time, especially those first few weeks after the baby arrives that, that are so intense and having those techniques and those tools that you have practiced in your pregnancy, that they come to the fore and 
And again, they, you know, I, I was talking about the story of the mom who is sitting up, you know, three days after having her baby and it's 4 a.m. and the baby won't latch and she's getting more anxious and wound up and the baby's getting more distressed. And, and meanwhile, her partner is sleeping soundly. And I was like, so what kind of self-talk do you think? What kind of things are you telling yourself at that point? You know, and of course, mom is, is probably thinking, oh, you know, I can't do this. I have no milk. You know, my baby doesn't like me. And looking at their partner who's, who's sleeping soundly and probably not sending loving thoughts towards their partner. So this training takes them through that process of, okay, again, let's take a breath. And is what I'm telling myself really accurate? What's actually happening right now? And what's really happening right now is my baby is upset. We're having a hard time getting the latch on, latch correct. I'm sore and I'm really tired and my partner's asleep. So that's all that's happening. But it's the stories we tell ourselves about what's actually happening, which is what uh, creates the problem. So or that shoe flying across the room to wake up uh, the partner. I was just going to say, no, sorry, Tracy, never felt that way. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my goodness. It's such a, I think, a common, as you say, we spend, hopefully, um, pregnant women are spending time now doing their childbirth education and having much more positive, empowering experiences as a result. But then, as you say, then you take your baby home and for me and many women the sleep deprivation that comes or the sleep deprivation sounds so heavy and strong it's the change to your routine and the incredible changes that are taking place in your body and your bonding and it's just so much happening and I know for myself that the minute that I have broken sleep or interrupted sleep the self-talk you know my mean girl comes right to the front she's like She's the cheerleader of the day unless I'm able to, as you say, use a technique to pause and take a breath and and boot her to the back and be more gentle and, you know, ease into how I'm feeling as opposed to beating myself up about what's happening. And as you say, that there's there's real power in the stories that we tell ourselves and it's just recognising that you have a choice. You just, you know, harnessing your brain and being able to, to turn it back around to where it really should be focused is so incredibly powerful and it's interesting because I had the thought that often when we talk about preparing for birth we talk about getting out of your brain and into your body meaning to turn off all of the logic thought and get into your instinctive primal trusting you know physical self but actually what I've realized today in talking to you is that it's not about getting out of your brain at all but it's about using your brain and optimizing it to its most efficient self and that's going to be far more effective than um, just trying to turn it off and and not use it when as you say our brains are so used to wandering and having lots of attention and and so just saying turn it off is not really that helpful um as opposed to having those techniques to be able to use it to your advantage and and you know really make it that powerhouse that it can be to help you get into that right space in your pregnancy birth and postpartum period so i have learned so much today i'm sat here going okay, maybe now we're not having another baby. But, you know, if I was, I'd be going, oh, I want to do that. Because the thought of being able to have that information in my phone, I can tap into that at any time of any day. Really, as you say, it's not about clearing the house and putting on my incense and getting on my yoga mat and having to commit to an hour of meditation. 
it's about if I'm on the bus waiting for the kettle to boil, you know, just having that 5, 10, 15 minutes of downtime where I can just choose to slip straight into the that, that mode, having that access, accessibility and, you know, it's just having it there is just availability. It's just phenomenal. So I'm so excited for the, for the millennial and um, generation and the way that they're going to be accessing childbirth education. It's just, it's fantastic. Like it really does thrill me because it just puts the power back into the, the woman and her partner and you know their ability to bring on a really positive childbirth and parenting experience. And I'm so glad that the brain is actually getting some airplay because you know I, I you know you'll have your viewers that are listening to this will be or your listeners will be thinking, you know, so much of the focus uh, and birth is about what is the uterus doing right now, and how can we make the uterus do its job better, you know? And it's like. But we've got to look at the brain is the engine that's driving all of this. And, and you know, we, we talk about in the workshop about hacking your hormones. So how, do you, how can you hack your brain to make it, again, work, work for you? And we know that, you know, melatonin works, you know, really well with oxytocin. And, you know, that, you know, people who meditate have higher levels of melatonin naturally. So we don't need to do anything else to raise them up. So we've got melatonin working really well with oxytocin. And another fascinating hormone with, uh, called GABA, which is, is, a, is a neurotransmitter that helps mom, again, get into that instinctual zone, into that instinctual brain, is heightened in, uh, in, in people who practice meditation. So it's, so we can, again, it's tapping into all those hormones and using, you know, turning the spotlight of focus, you know, within the brain onto a place that, that it should be instead of creating that, you know, I mean, we're even, we're not even talking about fight or flight anymore in our classes. Fight or flight, we're thinking is, if you're still teaching fight or flight, we got to move forward into what's called a challenge response. How can we help parents get into the challenge response in, uh, in labor so that fight or flight is no longer an issue? Because it's so difficult to go from that panic response to calm and connectives, which is, you know, what, what we think should be happening. But if we, now we're looking at, let's get them into challenge response. And then we see the same um, mindset of, you know, again, of that, of that athlete, of seeing this, okay, so my heart is starting to race a little bit. That's because the, the oxygen is being pumped around my body and we're getting ready to do this. So it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. We're, uh, we're looking forward to a great rest of 2016. Indeed, fantastic. So I will make sure that we include all of the links and details for both pregnant families and birth workers to find out more about gentle birth in the show notes and also encourage everybody to have a look at the gentle birth app because as you say it's free to have a look around and get familiar with um, and I would absolutely encourage all pregnant families to do that because the more things that you can have at your fingertips to help make your birth experience unique and amazing and empowering the better. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm not going to get pregnant, but if I was, gentle birth would be right up there. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Lovely to talk to you too. Cheers. Wow. Personalized childbirth education now available on the gentle birth app. Be sure to check out gentlebirth.com for more of Tracy's insights and find the gentle birth app available to download from the app store and Google play. Thanks for joining us on Rockstar Birth Radio today. 
If you are loving the Rockstar Birth Vibe, then please subscribe, share with your pregnant friends and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like more of this juicy birth love in your life, come chat with me at rockstarbirthmagazine.com. Until next time, bye for now.